Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Thank y'all for coming. Uh, I <laughs> That's the thought. <laughs> I was thinking spring is coming up. Spring cleaning. You with me now? Y'all with me? So I'm done. I don't got to preach no more. What do you think about? What do you think I'm saying? See, you're embarrassed. <laughs> you got it? You got? I got a word. Don't try me. This just ain't my church. It's yours. But I got something to say. <laughs> Woo! Spring cleaning is coming. Everybody's going to start focusing on cleaning. <clears throat> and the reason why <clears throat> spring cleaning is very, very important is because during the winter months, a lot of people, especially up north, we very hibernate in our houses. We can't go out too much uh, in, a, in, a, in a winter up north. Uh, up here, you can, you know, I saw y'all on Christmas with shorts. So <laughs> I don't know how you're going to relate to the message, but try to... Imagine a movie you saw or something with snow in it. Spring cleaning is very important for us up north because we've hibernated, we've hid, we've kind of just tucked away for the, like bears for the winter months. Uh, not to stay away from the general public, but because we actually physically cannot go out. So with that, you just get stuff that just happens to be on the floor that you just don't feel like getting right now. It's quiet. It's, I'm at the end of the sermon already. Do you know that? I'm at the end. I know I knocked it down, and I know I need to fix it, but right now I just... It's a familiar spot because I always have to pass through here, so I always see it. I just don't feel like dealing with it right now. It's not hurting nobody. I know I got to clean it. I just... Nobody has to come in my house and tell me to pick that up. I, I know. I knocked it down. I did it. If we do not clean up, you don't got to worry about kingdom standards. Our standards will be dysfunction. more you get used to dysfunction, the more it's not dysfunction. The more you get used to problems, the same problem, the more it's not a problem. The more you get used to abuse, the more it's not abuse. It's just, he just got upset. That's what he do when he get mad. No, that's abuse. That's like a crime. That's not just how he, I, I just shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have did that. <laughs> Care how mad he got. But the more we get used to it, the more we enable it. And the more it, I wish I had something else, piles. So now that that's not a problem, this is my new spot. What's up, man? What we here? So now before you know it, you have a mountain. You can ask my wife. On the side of my bed is a small, short mountain <laughs> that maybe a five-year-old can play in of my clothes. I'll come on. I'll just get, all right, babe, you good? All right. Out. Be out. And all next to my, up my bed is a small mountain. We said, I said, I said, babe, tomorrow. 
Don't, I'm sorry, but this is ridiculous. I'm cleaning this tomorrow. I've been saying that. Okay. I ain't gonna put myself out there like I'm the only one. Y'all know y'all got some tomorrows on you too. I'm here to serve you notice that tomorrow is today. Uh-oh. Tomorrow is now. That what you set in your heart that I know I gotta do that. It's time to do it. Oh, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll do it later. Later is now. Tell your neighbor, now is later. When I get some time, guess what? You got time. The time. Y'all. Clutter will pile up in your house. That affects your thought process. Uh, psychiatrists and logists, psychologists and psychiatrists. Did I do that right? Woo. I'm a new pastor, y'all pray for. I'm a new. They all will tell you that clutter, they declutter your house and you will declutter your mind. Just like you, because of the clutter, you gotta, you gotta maneuver because of that in your thoughts. You should have focus, but because of the clutter, you maneuver your thoughts around foolish conversation. I mean, clutter that's. Your mind begins to now navigate your path around your trash. Your mind will begin to make convenient the trash in your lives. Did that kind of make sense? Y'all understand where I'm going, right? Okay, so before you form a new path and say, hey, that's how you go, you go, you go around the coat, then you keep going. Before that's the new direction, clean up. Because you're using unnecessary strength, focus, and steps. Going around something that you can just walk straight through if you clean it up. Moses said Pharaoh, or, or Aaron said Pharaoh. One of them said, Pharaoh, let my people go, or I'm sending some frogs in here, and they're going to tear up your whole kingdom. Man, psh, I ain't letting them go. <laughs> frogs. Plague of frogs, right? I, choose, I chose that one for a reason. <laughs> the plague of frogs is in the house. It's so crazy. Da -da -da. Frogs was everywhere. I'm not talking about, oh, is that a, is that a, Hey, mom, is that a, I don't mean like that. I mean, all, a, a plague means a plethora of reptilian beings and creatures in your house, in your tub, in your sink, in your washer, in your dryer, in your bed, in your back. Yeah, I said it. In your backyard, in your cup, in your glass, in your plate. It had to be unbearable because God wanted to use that to... Cause Pharaoh to change. So it couldn't have been five cute frogs in your house. It had to be an irritating amount of unwanted amphibious <laughs> frogs. Are you kidding me? I could take a small frog in a case or something, in a tank. 
I can't take a plethora. So let me not make that point because that's not where I'm going tonight. Moses said, hey, if you let my people go, I'll remove this plague of frogs. Your houses will be clean. They'll leave. Oh. Pharaoh said, okay, all right. Okay. I'll let him go. I'll let him go. Tomorrow. I wanted to paint that picture. Because even with all that's going on in our lives, and we know what we need to do to fix it, some of us will still, through the frog, say, tomorrow. I've done it. So we choose to live with the frogs. Because that frog is connected to our proclivity and our mess. Hmm. Well, how do I know I got some cleaning up to do? I'm sure we all know. Y'all got that at least one to seven things on your head. <laughs> I'd be trying to make myself not such a bad person and try to like compile two of them. Like, all right, so I got six. <laughs> the Bible says that all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. All means all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes. Proverbs 16.2, I'm going to say it again. All the ways of man are clean in their own eyes. Okay? So, it's not... The intent is the ways. I don't want to be lonely. So to handle that, this is my way. And though I'm sleeping with him or her, it's right to me because I'm not really trying to sleep. I'm just trying not to be lonely. So to me, this is right. Oh, that's just one example. I got a million of them. And I ain't talking about none of y'all. I'm still on me. You can justify your ways by your intent. But you don't understand the dirt you acc accumulate that way. You're going to get to a clean destination with dirty tires. Oh, woo. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The ways of man are clean in his Please tell me if I got something on the corner of my mouth. Because to me, I'm clean. Friends, family, spouses, come on, y'all. Tell me if I got crust in my eyes. I think I'm clean. Will you tell me where I'm dusty? Because I assume I'm not. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. The Lord weighs your spirit. The Lord knows. Okay, so that's why David said, you know, created me. Well, since I don't know. And I thought, hey, I kind of like Bathsheba. She feeling me too. We had a talk. So you want to do this? Yeah, I'll do this. All right, so what I'll do, I'll, I'll handle your husband. I'll take care of that so we won't be wrong. 
because we ain't about to commit no adultery, so I'm going to kill your husband, and uh, we're going to keep this going, all right? Cool. To David, that was... <laughs> I'm not going to say that was right. That wasn't right. He knew it wasn't right. That's why he said, created me. <laughs> he knew it wasn't right. Created me a clean heart. Because I don't even know what's right anymore. To me, that just made, just because I had the power to do it, I did it. Don't do everything you got the power to do. Just because you have the ability and the wherewithal and the skills and the swag and the, and the operations to pull it off, don't do everything you can do. It's called, thank you, Father, meekness. Meekness. Meekness means I can, but I won't. Jesus could have come off the cross. Well, I feel like he almost would have came down, but he saw your face. Good God. Y'all think I'm playing. He said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured. So he not only he could have come down, he would have had he not seen you. High five your neighbor and say, I'm so glad he saw me. I'm so glad. Woo! When he saw me, it caused him to hang in there. Y'all miss what I said. When he saw my face, it caused him to hang in there. Now, when you're going through temptation, can you look at him and hang in there? Tell your neighbor, hang in there. Looking unto Jesus. I can hang in there. I can endure it. I can go through it if I look. <laughs> Created me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. He said, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me. Y'all don't know about that. Woo. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. You're of age now, so you wash yourself. Praise the Lord. You didn't learn how to wash yourself by washing yourself. You learn how to wash yourself when the father, I mean your guardian, told you what spots were the, okay. By how he cleaned you, you learned what needed to be cleaned. You, you understand what I'm saying? When you allow God to clean you, you're like, okay, now I know what to watch out for and next time. Because by the way you wash me, I learned how to stay clean. You learn how to wash by how, what parts your parents wash and what they tell you. Get them feet. You ain't about to stink up every pair of shoes you got. Get them good. Foots. Get your foots. Put some powder in them shoes. Don't play. Did you put deodorant on? All right, you get it good? Y'all ain't got no good parents. Y'all looking at me like, they, they do that? Yeah, they do that. They should. Parents. Oh, y'all. Don't make me have a parent, a parental class tonight. Parents, you better. Ooh. You better not have your child run around here all stank teenager like. <laughs> I can smell him coming. I can smell him coming. When I listened to the word of my father or my mother, I learned what to keep clean. I wouldn't know dirty or smelly had you not always changed my diaper. I would just sit in my mess and live. How do I know this doesn't belong on me unless the father tells me? 
because it's part of me. It came out of me. How do I know it doesn't belong on me? You know what I mean? If it came from me, how do I know it doesn't belong to me? Are you understanding what I'm saying? No one capsulizes their urine and re-takes it. No one. Even though it came of you, you know it's not for you. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Okay, so everything that comes out of you is supposed to be just that. Now I'm talking about thoughts. Some thoughts are waste. Woo! Okay, never mind, never mind. But just because it came to you, though, this must be who I, I must be. No, that's like drinking your urine. Thank you. I wanted it to be that disgusting. Did I paint the picture? I think I did a little too good that time. So I got nasty vibes myself. I wouldn't know what's dirty had the father not told me. Next scripture, it pertains to husbands and wives, and we're definitely going to use this in L&L, but it says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ love also love the church. We always stop there, but husbands, it says, and gave himself up for it. I don't know if we, <laughs> we kind of heard that part. It's a comma. It's not a period after church. So husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. It's not a period. And gave himself up for it. You know she the one when you're willing to give up yourself for her. Uh-oh, okay. Y'all got some strong ambitions in here, like, please. She better understand what God's doing in my life. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there. You better understand what God's doing with me. Relax. It's not, it's not going to get done. <laughs> Jesus didn't stop becoming king so he can die. He was always king, even on the cross. You don't, you don't stop your reign just because you come down. Woo, I, husbands, are y'all hearing me? Future husbands, do y'all hear me? You don't stop your authority just because you come down. You prove it. You prove it. <laughs> Let me get back to this. That's for the couples in here. And he gave himself up for it. Here it is. This is why he did it. That he might sanctify and cleanse the church with the washing of water by the word. I just said that. If my parents don't tell me what's dirty, I wouldn't know. The father washes us by the water of the word. So the word of God is the water that cleanses our lives. How often do you wash? You ain't got to clap. You ain't got to ooh and ah. This is the question. If the, water, if the word is the water that cleanses me, how often do I get washed? How often do I take it in? If you get washed twice a week, Wednesday and Sunday, I mean, you probably can make it through life. I wouldn't go out in public too much. Me. We need to wash more than church service hours. I would encourage you to wash every day. <laughs> I skipped the thing in the beginning, but the reason why spring clean is important is because now you're about to not only go out, but you're about to start expecting company. So my cleanup is a sign that I'm expecting something. 
And everybody that's not expecting anything is quiet right now. But anybody expecting something crazy in 2018 to the point where I got to clean up, I can't just let anybody. Somebody scream, I'm expecting something. I'm not just cleaning because I'm dirty. I'm cleaning because somebody's coming by. I'm clean. There's a blessing stopping by. Something's coming my way and I'm not going to greet it with this mess. The red carpet will not be filled with dirt for this thing that's coming in my life. Woo, what if it's a spouse for you? What if your spouse is on the way? You will have to clean, get that red carpet ready so she can, y'all quiet. Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to greet you with this mess and clutter. So I cleanse by the word of God. The word cleanses me. Everybody said the word, word. Cleanses, me. cleanses me. The word cleanses me. The word keeps me clean. I'm not talking behavior, y'all. Thoughts. Heart, intent, motives. That's what I'm talking about. Because you can, you can be pure and make a mistake. Just be pure and make it. Never mind. I don't yeah, I ain't going to do that because... People streaming and stuff like that, and they don't know they don't know me like that. <laughs> Clean by the water of the word that he might, this is the craziest part, I'm, that he might present it, the church, to himself. A glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that should be holy without blemish. Look at that thing. Come on up. God is standing there like the proud husband or the happy husband. Like, look at her coming down. There. Come, get over here, church. Come on, get out here, church. I can't wait to see you up close. Come on here, church. Boy, he's standing there at the group. Woo! Come on in here, church. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Christ is your groom. That's what it said. <laughs> he's like, oh, my get over here, church. Come on. Speed, speed up the song. Speed up the song. Come on. She go from this to, <laughs> stop playing, we in church. <laughs> get on out here, church. Come on, get on out here. Stop playing for real, y'all playing too much. So, um, so <laughs> oh my Lord, streamers. Thank y'all so much for living on, with us online. Can we clap it up for the people who are watching online? They're watching online. They're watching us online. So the Bible says he presents us to himself. He presents us to himself blameless, without spot or wrinkle, all of that stuff, because that's his requirements. That's, what's, that's what he considers holy and fit for marriage to him. So he pre that's the thing, though. He presents us to himself. Because our presentation can never add up. So he's presenting them to, to himself without spot or wrinkle. He's all happy, but he did it. He washed us. Imagine the husband prepping the wife. You're not even supposed to see the wife before. That's what they say. But get out of here, boy. God. Imagine buying the dress. 
doing her hair. Making sure she showered that day. Making sure her accessories are on point. Making sure her lashes is on fleek. Her eyebrows is what? Her, ooh, y'all, her frontal is like what? You make sure, y'all, okay, y'all. Imagine how God will have you looking at your wedding. Y'all be stunting. You'll be like, excuse me, slay, slay, slay all day. Ladies, sit down, stop playing, sit down. If God prepared you, I love stylists, I love wedding planners, but if God did it, woo, look at somebody say, style me, Jesus, style me. Pick out my dress, pick out my heels, pick out my accessories, pick out the roses, pick out the decoration, do the, <laughs> do the seating arrangements at the reception. <laughs> we are in church and y'all are playing entirely too much. What if God did it? Well, for his wedding, he did. For God's wedding, he did. I'm going to pick you up, turn you around, place your feet. <laughs> All the unchurched people here, like, what they, what they saying? What they, what's that? This is how much he loves us. That he wants us to remain suitable to be his bride. He loves us so much that he'll do what it takes to keep us within the confines of his holiness. We can't be blameless, but through him we are. We can't be spotless, but through him we are. He loves us so much that he chooses to view us through the lenses of Christ. He did it. We're holy because he made it that way. But you're clean by the word. Hmm. Joshua, Jacob is sitting here. <laughs> I told you I was working on the GLAD series. Anyway, Jacob is here. First closing. Jacob is here after he wrestles with the angel or the man. He wrestles. You're not Jacob. You're Israel. Da -da -da -da, all that. He's on the run. God gives him his own land. Uh, cool. Praise the Lord. Then in Genesis 35 verse 2, the Bible says, Then Jacob said to his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. Ooh. First of all, Jacob took authority over everybody he's connected to. So now I'm not just going to tell my family. I'm going to tell all those that were with him. Everybody, if they had cell phones back then, he would have sent a group text. All that were with him means all he knows. So you're going to have to make an announcement to yourself, your family, and everyone you know that I am putting away the strange gods. God is anything that has influence over you. You make a God out of anything that has your attention, focus, or influence uh, above God, above the true and living Yeshua. Jehovah. 
God. So a God could be anything, and we know that. I ain't going to really go into that. But there are strange gods that are among you, and be clean and change your garments. So they were in another land. Am I going somewhere with that, Lord, or is that it with that? Okay. All right, go to the next one. We are now going to Bethel, where I will build an altar to God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So wherever Jacob ended up after the visitation of the angel, wherever he ended up, there were strange gods among them. Jacob didn't have the gods. Whatever land they were in, they had strange gods, right? So they adapted the cultural rituals and practices of those that were around them. It matters what you surround yourself with. No matter how saving, this man had an angel visit him and wrestle him and break his hip and change his name and all that stuff and still was influenced by the gods that were around him. You understand what I'm saying? So you got to be careful what you surround yourself with. Let me keep moving. He said, let's go to Bethel where I'm going to build the altar because that's build the altar to God who answered my prayers when I was in distress. He's been with me. So he's going back to the God who held him down when nobody else did. And he was on the run, scared of Esau. God said, I got you. Thank you, God. He, he said, you're not a, you're not a liar. You're, not, you're, you're a prince, and you have power with God and with man. Thank you. You're the only one speaking up about me. When everyone else is, and my brother is probably trying to kill. So he, he said, I'm going to go back to the God who was there with me when I was at my lowest point. How could you forsake a God who was there when you were distressed? How could you forsake a God who provided for you when nobody, when nobody could answer their phone? And they, Oh, you know what? I, I get paid every other week. Okay, sure you did. God was there. Has God been there for anybody in here? Has God been there for anybody in here? It's time to go back to him. It's time to go back. It's time to go back to him. <clears throat> so he says, I'm going back to the God that was with me. So they gave Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings, and he buried them under the great tree near Sheshem. They complied. They obeyed. It wasn't weird to them, even though it's a new practice even though it's a new system that they've adopted that was pagan-driven, when they heard the voice of the Lord through their leader or their friend or their father or whatever, they obeyed. They gave them all their earrings and idols. They were like, they were really like trinkets and charms, not like earrings, but like they were things that you pray to and they put those uh, tokens on their ears. And that, so it's not like, you see, I'm taking my earring out. See, God told me. You know, it's not that. If you feel that way, do it. But it's not like a, every earring has a demon in it. If earrings had that much power, God should put some Holy Ghost in earrings and let us buy Holy Ghost earrings. That makes Okay. They gave him all their stuff and he buried it. So the stuff, they cleaned up, right? He gathered the trash and buried it, the gods, and buried it. I said it. Christians said it in the, to, the, to the young adults, which means it's, it's catching on. It's not just enough to kill a thing. You got to bury it. It's not enough to just stop it. Anything connected to it, put it out of sight. To bury means out of sight. Out of sight. 
Don't, don't stop it and still follow them online. Or <laughs> See, because the Bible says, watch this. Watch this. The Bible says when they came to arrest Jesus. How is it 850? Let me hurry up. So the Bible says when they came to arrest Jesus, all the disciples left Jesus except Peter. The Bible says Peter followed them, but he followed afar off. Peter followed afar off because he did not want to be detected or associated with Christ because it was a bad time for Jesus. Let's just say that to say please. So he followed afar off enough to still follow him, but far enough not to be associated with him. Far enough not to be detected, but close enough to still be attached. And some of us kill our habits that way. We put it afar off, but still in view. I'm not doing it consistently. I'm not close, but it's still afar off. I don't even want to put it away. Oh, never mind. Bury it. I literally, when my, when my wife and I went through what we went through, I l literally burned and threw away certain clothes. Just me. Some of y'all like, listen, I paid some good money. <laughs> Can you just take it to the cleaners twice? I mean, me, I'm, that's me. I'm extra. In case y'all didn't notice, I'm a little bit extra. Okay? I'm a little exaggerated. I'm a little animated. Okay? So I took it that far. Because I, I didn't want to see it like, ooh, that's the night when I... I bought that just for that time when I... Oh, that's the thing she gave me when we was... This the shirt she bought me when I was. She ain't the devil, but she's taking you to a place that should be buried. She, never mind. He's not Satan, but his, the tokens he left take you to a place that you're trying to be free from. You can't be free with tokens in your hand. Y'all quiet for some reason. You can't be free afar off. Telling you what I know. I thought I was strong enough. All right, so what? So what? You know, nah, I had to, no. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not insisting or suggesting that anybody do that. That's just what I did. Sometimes testimony is cool. I'm not just preaching to you. I did this stuff. For restoration's sake, at least in that season. You're not weak, you're strong when you do that. You're not weak, you're strong. You're not weak, you're strong. You're not weak, you're strong. Boundaries prove strength, not weaknesses. Boundaries prove strength, not weaknesses. Let me get y'all out of here. He buried it. As they surge on, search, search, as they journeyed, excuse me, there was a great, ooh, this is the part I like. They cleaned up. Right? Clean up, y'all. Be clean. We're going to go to Bethel. Bethel means house of God. Huh. After they cleaned up, buried it, they, they was journeying now from where they were to Bethel. As they journeyed, there was a great supernatural terror sent from God on the cities around them. And for that reason, the Canaanites did not pursue the sons of Jacob. As they went, great fear fell on all the armies surrounding their path so that they never attacked the people of God. 
This is another Red Sea without the sea. They just walked through unbeknownst to them that God put fear in their hearts so that the enemies won't even attack. Mm, 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 mm. When you clean up, I'm trying to help somebody tonight. When you clean up, God puts fear in your enemy's heart. Anybody or anything that means you harm, it cannot touch you because God said they honored me with cleansingness. I'm going to honor them with protection. Cleanness, oh God. When you clean up, you allow heaven to protect your journey. It's quiet for some reason. You want protection? Clean up. You want security? Clean up. You want heaven's armies on your side? Clean up. You want victory in your life? Clean up. They didn't know that God did that. All they did was clean up. You make your journey hard because enemies are still fighting you every step of the way when you take trash with you on your journey. You slow down your journey. Let me get y'all out of here. And God said unto him, your name is Jacob. Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. And he called his name Israel. This is the second time God said this to him. He kind of shook him like, bruh, you acting like Jacob again. I done told you who you is. You're Israel. In other words, stop thinking like a person and start thinking like a nation. Stop thinking about yourself all the time. There are nations connected to you. Can I talk to somebody that got a purpose in here tonight? Can I talk to somebody that got a future and a destiny in here tonight? Your journey ain't just about you. You got nations attached to you. Good God, tell your neighbor, I got nations in me. What God is calling you to do will affect nations. It's not just for you. There's a lineage that'll be blessed. There's a people that'll be blessed. Stop thinking Jacob and think nations. 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 How are you going to have a national call with a local mindset? The devil is a liar. It ain't just about me. I got to make better decisions because nations are affected. There's more connected to you than you think. Did you hear what I just said? There's more connected to you than you think. Can I prove it to you? Can I prove it to you? Can I prove it to you? Jacob had no idea somebody was writing his story. There you go. Jacob didn't say, hey, let's get out of here because when they write that Bible, when they write that Bible, we got to be doing it right. No. He wasn't acting when this movie come out. No. It was his decision that affected nations. Oh, y'all got to hear what I'm saying. He made a decision that was best and godly for him and his family. And because of that, we are blessed. We are the children of Israel. Y'all quiet. We're the children of Israel today. You don't know the domino effect of your right decision. Somebody's writing your life story right now. He didn't have a church. He didn't have a ministry. He didn't have a choir. 
He didn't have a business. So he didn't make these decisions because it was best for his church or so he won't have a scandal out. No, this is right in God's eyes. I'm sick of this clutter. I got to clean up. And when he did it, it blessed all of us. Look at your neighbor and say, bless me, please. Make better decisions. Make wiser choices. I need your life to, you might be my blessing. Please do better. Tell your neighbor, please do better. If everybody's saying it, then everybody should get it. Say it again. Please do better. Please. Please. I don't know. He didn't know. I don't know. Your decision might affect me. I'm not trying to be selfish. That's why I said say it to each other. If you tell me, that means I'm telling you. That means we both going to work on it. You don't know what your holiness will produce. Because out of your belly, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. People are going to start drinking your conversations. Y'all quiet. They're going to start drinking your decisions. They're going to start drinking your mindset. They're going to start drinking how you worship. They're going to start drinking how you, out of your belly. Woo. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. People will get life after just talking to you at Starbucks. Life. They're going to drink of your conversation at CVS like, oh my God, I was just paying for my medicine. Getting in the car like, babe, you'll never guess what happened. I was in there getting my medicine and somebody just gave me life. Watch out for the domino effect. You don't know what that person is connected to. You don't know what she's connected to. You don't know what he's connected. Don't look at them funny because they sitting here all humble tonight. They got nations attached to them. Tell your neighbor, treat me right. Treat me right. You don't know what I'm connected to. Tell them, you don't know what I'm connected to. I know I make mistakes. I know I'm hard-headed. I know I don't get everything right. But be careful how you handle me. Nations. Nations! Woo. I had no idea years ago that I would be here. Never mind. I just like music. I was just a piano player. I was the one that nobody addressed. I was just a, because uh, that's why I always say thank God for the musicians and the singers. I never got that growing up. And it's not an insecure thing. I'm just letting you know. I was the overlooked. I was the but today, but even then, even the 12 year old tie had nations attached. God doesn't give you purpose after you perform. You know what I? Uh, you know what I can't stand? Prophets that have a word for me after I perform. Of course. Bro, you got something on your life. Man, let me tell you something. God is, he, what God about to do with you? God is about to take you where you can. I'm like, did God, so God couldn't tell you that 10 minutes before I hit the stage? You're going to tell me what the rest of the audience is thinking too? If I got it now, I had it then. High five, babe, please. 
Tell your neighbor. Tell him if I got it now, I had it then. Jesus, I had it then. If I got it now, I had it then. It was in me the whole time. You just handled me the wrong way. I always had purpose. I always had destiny. I always had favor. I always done your hat. Somebody scream, I always had it. Always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody say, always. Say, always. Now sit on down. I didn't just get blessed, I've always been blessed. I didn't just get favor, I've always had favor. I didn't just get purpose, I've always had purpose. Before he formed me in the belly, I had power, I had favor, I had grace, I had prosperity. Keep myself together here. Somebody say, I've been had it. I've been had it. Whatever you're going to get, you got. I said, whatever is coming to you is already yours. That's why you ain't in competition with nobody. I like your new car. I'll wash it for you. Cause what I got can't nobody. Oh God! Tell your neighbor what I got is already mine. Let me that there for a second. I ain't got to be jealous of nobody. I ain't got to be envious of nobody. Cause what I got is already mine. It's already yours. Act like it. If you believe it's already yours, prepare for it. Clean up. I'm gonna let y'all go. And God said, next one. Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. Joshua was filthy as he stood before the angel. So the angel said to the other standing there, take off his filthy clothes. And he turned to Joshua and said, see, I've taken away your sins. And now I'm giving you fine new clothes. Sit down so I can close this. Sit down, y'all sit down, please. Stop that playing, because you. I'm done. Joshua standing before the angel of God with filthy clothes on. Angel says, take those filthy clothes off of him. They took it off, put new clothes on him, says, see, I've given you fine new clothes. I've taken away your sins, and now I'm giving you these fine new clothes. Wow. God never cleaned Joshua. He just changed his clothes. 
Hmm. Wow. So you can have greater in you with dirt on you. So I, I'm reminded of Joseph when he was in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife said, sleep with me. No. Sleep with me? No. Sleep with me? Such a smart class. One day she sends everybody out the house. Potiphar's wife is a, a he's one of the lords or pharaohs in Egypt or one of the provinces there. Hmm? I, I thought you were saying, I thought you said Caesar. I was like, Caesar's what? This is the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, she looked good. That's what he was saying. Yeah, she looked good. She did. She did. She did. <laughs> so to resist that was not an easy thing. She put everybody out the house. She says, lay with me. He says, no, and he runs. She grabs him, so I thought. She grabs him. The Bible says she grabs his coat. Ugh. She grabbed his coat, not him. The Lord told me this. He showed me this some years ago, and I always say it. I want to leave this with you. He said, the enemy doesn't have you. He has something on you. I want you all to be free with that. I want that to free you up. I want you to put a, draw a line of demarcation between your struggles and you. The enemy doesn't have your mind. He got something on your mind. <laughs> Joseph here cannot escape. If you want to escape the clutches of the enemy, all you got to do is take it off. God allowed, I feel the Holy Ghost in my second and a half closing. God allowed Joseph to ex experience loss of a coat in his season before. So when he had a season of struggle, he wouldn't be too attached, y'all. God will allow you to suffer loss in one season. So you won't give anything too much value in the next. Y'all quiet for some reason. It was good for me that I was afflicted. I'm glad she broke up with me. I'm glad he let me go because I learned how to have authority in my next season. Now nobody can manipulate me with the coat ever again because I lost it. It was stripped from me and I cried that night, but I'm over it now. You can take whatever you want. Take my shoe. I'll give it to you this time because I'd rather have the giver than the gift. Look at your neighbor and say, take it. You can't embarrass me. You can't embarrass me. You can't. I'm not going to give you that power. You can take it. I'll joke me. Yeah, I, I know. I was bull. I was always ugly. I came out the womb like, I'm a, you can't. You can't. I'll take it off and give it to you. It don't mean that much to me. 
My looks don't mean that much to me. How I look to you don't mean that much to me. You can't manipulate your quiet man. You can't manipulate me with good looking coach. Because I learned that they come and they go. I learned that the Lord giveth. And he taketh away. But blessed. I still bless him. I still praise him. When you steal from me, I bless him. When I give it to you, I praise him. I will bless the Lord. We got a house a while ago. In our garage, we saw a rodent. Nice long tail, too. Like a <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Did we just see that in the garage? It's called a, called a Sturman or whoever powers that be. We called him, came, looked at the house. First thing you need to do is clean out your garage. Oh. My wife don't like walking out to the curb all the time, and she shouldn't have to to take a bag of you know, why, why trash? So we put one of the trash bins inside the garage. Convenient, right, ladies? We, we do that too, babe. Don't we do that, babe? We do that? Okay. Let's make it show. So why would you open the garage door? Boop, put it in there. The Lord told me, it's not just about the dirt. Like, y'all, I want you to be pure before me. That's a big part of it. That's a huge part of it. Carrying trash and luggage will slow down your journey. That's true, and that's a huge part of it. The part we rarely consider when we talk about cleaning is not so much that you're dirty, but what the dirt attracts. That's what he told me today. It's not that I want you clean and just, because I got you. Even if you're dirty, you're righteous to me. Me and you is good. But what your trash is attracting you don't want in your life. Ooh, it's quiet for some strange reason. You might want to have your little trash, but you don't want no rats. You don't want no rodents. You, my wife saw literally the spirit of poverty in the basement of our house years ago. Literally, she saw the spirit of poverty manifested literally. And he was a man that kind of man that became a rat. So every time I see rats, I think poverty. That's just me. You ain't got to think that and don't adopt that and don't think all rats belong in poverty. I'm just saying that's what the revelation we got. So I'm, what I'm saying is you might want to have your little fun and have your little trash, but you don't want to invite poverty. What if your trash attracted poverty? You would clean up. What if your dirt and mess attracted flies and ravens? When you see ravens circling... No, not there must be a God somewhere. There must be a carcass somewhere. And y'all carrying dead people? Dead relationships, dead habits, wondering why it was a sunny day, but you see a shadow of ravens circling around your life, and you wonder what's going on. You got dead? Uh-oh. You're attached to dead things. <laughs> you do not want to attract... Things that feed off of our filth. 
Rats eat trash. They feed off of our leisures, our dirt, our mess. Flies feed off of that. You don't want to attract the things that feed off of your filth. It's not really just about you. I got you. I died for all your filth. But do you know what you attracted? I got the same relationships and they all treat me the same. Clean up. Clean up. Your mess is attracting the flies. And y'all just swat like, what? <laughs> Can't focus? Can't sleep? It's <laughs> a mess on you. Not in you, on you. Clean up. When you leave the trash and the dirt, you never know what's forming underneath. My wife and I, when we first got married, stayed in the back room of her mom's house. The back room was our house. Did y'all hear me? That back room, I'm trying to paint it. I'm trying to squeeze it even tighter. That back room was our house. We ate in there. We slept in there. We drunk. It's our house. Later on, we woke up, got a headache. All right, babe, I was going to take you to the Yeah, right, we got our glasses. Woo! I still got a headache, babe. Pull the wallpaper down. Mold. We could have died had we not cleaned up. I'm not calling you dirty. I'm saying things are attracted to dirt that you don't want in your lives. Are you hearing me? So if you're sick of the things that are coming into your life, clean up. You know you got to clean it. Now we back at the top. You know you made the mess. You know you got to clean it up before things start. You, you invite things you do not want in your life by holding on to the trash. Anybody ready to clean up tonight? themselves what if some of your habits were poverty's bait what if some things that are just out of order I'm not talking about sin and dirt and just things that are out of order my jacket ain't dirty it just don't belong on the floor your friend might not be the devil but he don't he's not supposed to be your boo supposed to be your friend you can have the right things in the wrong place. So clean up means not just the dirt, but the alignment and order of things. It's time to do that. Spring cleaning, y'all. Let's clean up. God knows your heart. Pray to him, Lord, give me a clean heart. Ask him to clean you as far as your heart is concerned. But as far as the clutter, 
He gives you power to do it. And I'm telling you, your come up strongly hangs on the hinges of your cleanup. Your come up hangs on the hinges of your cleanup. This is not the only thing, but this is a major thing that will help you pave the way for easy and light come up. Amen? I'm trying to think of a clean song, but I can't think of anything. So let me just pray. God, I thank you for your wisdom, revelation, insight, and instruction. You only tell us these things because you love us. You don't want to see us go, remain on the hamster wheel of failure, the hamster wheel of hope and ambition, but no fulfillment. Today, we jump off the wheel. We reassess, <laughs> adjust we apply give us the courage to be honest with ourselves we're not even honest I don't know if that word is in the Bible it might be but give us the strength to be true to ourselves say this is necessary this is not give us the wisdom wherewithal and courage to clean up put it away bury it so we can prepare the way for the great things that we're expecting of and from you in the name of Jesus. Do you all accept the challenge tonight to clean up? Liv, do you accept the challenge tonight to clean up? Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.